Aha, Lee. You didn't beat me today, nigga. Okay, I'm going to need you to cheer up, man. I am fine. What are you talking about? You ain't saying shit. All right. I'll kick it off with uh, Giannis. What up, what up, what up, sports heads, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. I am Cowboy Fellas. Introduce yourselves. What up, what up, KC Lee 86. What it do? This is DB's 1492, Sports Heads. Yeah, Sports Heads, I want to apologize for all the commotion last episode. Mind you, I do record this at home, so a lot of commotion goes on in our background sometimes. That's just like sports heads until we get everything in order. But get that a little announcement out the way. Let's go ahead and kick it off with some NBA talk, baby. Giannis went on hand this contract, five-year-plus deal with a fourth-year option for 200 mil plus, one of the highest NBA uh, deals uh, ever being signed by the young Giannis, young Buck up in Milwaukee. Fellas, what are some of your thoughts on that? Uh, that's right on for Giannis. Like I said, we was I was kind of saying to you back and forth, like, would he stay in Milwaukee? Go somewhere else? But looked like the small market, small market uh Milwaukee Bucks went ahead and spent that, put that bag on old Giannis, which they needed to do. Um, hopefully they can, you know, keep a good nucleus around him so he could try to contend and <laughs> try to chase some championships, you know, but congratulations to Giannis and uh, the organization for the Milwaukee Bucks. I pretty much got the same thing as Lee. I mean, I'm glad he got his money, but shit, are they going to put some pieces around him so he can contend for some titles or at least get there and play in the finals? Yeah, I mean, that's been the uh, asking question of uh, what the Bucks organization is going to do, which they had made some some moves uh, to try to put some pieces around them. And I'm pretty sure they're going to do that uh, as years come. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's good for a small market team, like you guys were saying. Uh, and that is not that common for a star to stay with a small market, but it shows that he's loyal and he wants to win it in uh, um, Milwaukee. Uh, with him coming from uh, Italy and uh, things like that, you know, he came from – very humble beginnings and things like that. And it shows that he's loyal and uh, willing to, you know, uh, stay with that organization. So, I, I mean, I like this. It's, it's going that uh, that old NBA uh, mentality, you know, let's let's build it here and uh, let's build something here versus moving on and uh, teaming up with these other super teams. So, uh, hats off to Giannis personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, another that uh, we do got some preseason games coming on tonight, and uh, the beard Harden supposed to make his first appearance tonight for Houston. Uh, he's still disgruntled with the team and still asking for a trade, but I'm assuming he's gonna play. But uh, this is my question for you guys since this guy wants out of Houston, would you risk him playing and possibly getting hurt? Uh, in these preseason games. And you haven't been able to move them out yet. So would you guys risk that or play them? 
I mean, that's a question James Harden is going to have to ask himself. <laughs> right. Um, is he going to is he going to risk, you know, possibly getting hurt and not being able to get out of Houston like he wants? Um, it, I'm kind of like you. Uh, if I'm him, if I'm if I'm that disgruntled, I'm not going to. And then you have to ask yourself: Is he really going to give it his all, or he's just going to go out here and hot dog around because he really does not want to be here? Um, I at this point with James Harden, I really don't know. Um, like I said, we know what he's capable of, but at this point. It's just kind of like a, a wait and a wait and sit back type of thing to see what's going on or where he may go. I could really care less about about the beard. Yeah, if um, I don't know, I mean, I I guess if I'm if I'm him and I'm really dissatisfied with the organization, I want out. Then I'm not playing. Then right. I, my leverage on my. Uh, on my requested trade and getting out of there. So, yeah. Yeah, that'll be something just to watch for, man. Uh, like I said, they are playing tonight. I can't uh, remember who they're playing against, but it will be his first uh, game back tonight if he if the team allows to play him or if he plays. I don't know. But um, be something to watch for, I guess, mm-hmm. since he's not happy with Houston. Um. Uh, other than that, it was Mother uh, Games. Um, Monday, Durant made his debut mm-hmm. and scored, um, I want to say like 15 or maybe 18 points in the first um, some odd minute, a few minutes of the first quarter Excuse me. to show that he to show that he's back and ready to go off that uh, Achilles heel uh, tear. So what do you guys think about Durant and his performance that he put on? Did you guys catch the highlights of that? Yeah, Durant looked real good, man. Um, I was really, you know, really glad to see see Durant out there being his, you know, prototypical self. And that's being dominant outside, outside of the paint on the perimeter and being dominant inside the paint. You know, uh, he looked really good. He looked like he had that bounce back in his step. You know, um, he still has one of the best best jump shots in this league. So uh, it was just good to see. Yeah, I did catch those highlights. Um, it was it was good to see see him go out there and drop seventeen. You know, in a little bit of time that he was in there. So you know, uh, that's gonna be a nice little. Punt. Hopefully, it should turn out to be a nice little one two tandem with him and Kyrie in Brooklyn. Yeah, I saw a little bit of him. I saw him, uh, you know, make a couple of dunks here and there, and a couple uh, jumpers. I didn't watch all of the highlights of that game, um, but yeah, him and Kyrie look pretty good. I'm interested to see what they do for the upcoming season. I just know that fool just need to go ball head, need to shave it. Are you talking about? Talking about his hair? <laughs> Hell yeah, Dude. Yeah, I don't know what what grade of hair that is, but uh. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild looking. BBs. <laughs> yeah, he has a very interesting grade of hair, man. It just doesn't. I don't know, man. But uh, his hair yeah. been like his hair has been like that since college. Since back he was in Texas. Yeah, he's always had a his hair look like that, man. I don't know why his hair looked like that, but uh, 
it's good to see him back. And one more other superstar that's trying to come back from injury uh, injuries is Zion, the young beast. He put up 28 points in 33 minutes in a preseason game. Uh, uh, Coach Gundy is saying that he's going to take the load management uh, restrictions off of him and let the kid go play. Finally, uh, we're going to have Zion out on the floor without load uh, management, uh, minute management on his uh, back. So what do you guys think about the Zion performance and him getting a play without the load management? Oh man, shit, Zion go eat. Zion is one of them one of them demands amongst boys, you know, specimen. <laughs> Zion's gonna get his. Zion just need a good team around him, you know, like they kind of did in the offseason, trying to put some pieces around him, you know. Uh, but <laughs> he's a beast, man. He he's gonna get his regardless. It was good to see him as well, like KD come back and be productive. With within the little, you know, within that first that first preseason game or the second preseason game, but it was good to see some pep back in his step. Yeah, I ain't got too much on this one because I didn't see the highlights of that, and I'm very I've seen very little of Zion since uh, Duke. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna throw that on to you, Cal. Yeah, he looked good to me, man. Uh, and in the, the spurts that he was able to show us last season, Zion would have possibly been a rookie of the year if he didn't have an injury-stricken um, rookie season. But Zion is back. Uh, we got some pieces around him. Brandon Ingram got signed up with the Pelicans, got a new head coach that's taking the load management restrictions off of him. So I look for the uh, Pelicans to do some uh, business over there in that Western Conference. You know, uh, they will definitely be a force to be reckoned with. They're a young team. Uh, so uh, hats off to Zion. and. Uh, I want to see more of him this season, and I hope he can stay healthy. Um, but other than that, for uh, NBA news, let's go on into the NFL. Uh, is there anything I may have missed NBA before I move on, guys? I don't think so. Nah. I was going to ask you one thing, but Lee hasn't seen it, so I don't feel like it's right to ask. I was going to ask what you thought about that uh, Paul George interview on All the Smoke. I think, uh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I think that it was excuses, really. I mean, I get it that same he, I, get some of the, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I get, thought the same thing, bro. But I, I get it where he was talking about team chemistry, how he missed the summer workouts and all the team building workouts to help build that chemistry. Now, I do get that. And uh, Jackson, uh, Stephen Jackson agreed with him with that as well. But as for the way that Doc was using him, I know that's probably not his game. But to me, that was an excuse. You're a professional ball player. You should be able to adapt to what the coaches is asking of you. So to me, I mean, I agree with some of the stuff he was saying, but some of it just seemed like excuses. Yeah, him and Matt Barnes was talking shit on Doc like a motherfucker. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't blame Doc really for what happened with that team. Like, it, it all had, it all played out the way it was supposed to play out. Mm-hmm. That team didn't have uh, the chemistry. They had players that were not able to play. Uh, one of the lockdown performers, performers was Bradley. He was injury-stricken during the bubble. So, it was just some key pieces missing. But I don't, I don't, I'm not going to throw it all on Doc mm-hmm. at all. 
I mean, I think it was just a team. It was a, they, they win as a team, they lose as a team. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not gonna give it all to Doc. Right. Yeah, but if y'all ain't got a chance, uh, check out the All the Smoke uh, podcast with uh, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. They be having a lot of NBA greats and uh, legends on that particular podcast. They doing big things over there, baby. Somewhere like hopefully one day we can get to, you know. But uh, yeah, that's a, that. That was another dope interview from him with uh PG. Like to me, another thing with PG man, since he got that uh, big injury in Indiana, to me he hasn't really been the same. Mm-hmm player but with them uh coming in to a uh well i guess it was a rushed off season but they were able to have a little bit more chemistry with each other maybe they'll they'll be better but i don't see them taking out la not the way they stacked up this offseason so mm. not at all that was his it's chance good. with you cal pg that was his chance that team that they had in indiana they were really solid for about three straight years with the likings of Roy Hibbert. Um, they they just had so many guys on that squad, man. And it seems like every year Miami, that was right in the middle when Miami was doing what they do, were doing with Bosh, Wade, and James. But, yeah, that, those were really some critical times for Paul George to taste something as far as a championship. And I felt like – he has not been the same or had the same type of team around him ever since his Indiana days. And speaking of him, he also got a big uh, contract extension last week uh, for a lot for a truckload of money. So uh-huh. I guess the Clippers are invested in him. But did you, uh, I'm gonna, I was just gonna say, do you remember doing that uh, podcast? He was saying that there was some trade rumors out there. Right. Yeah. So I was just wondering about that since he brought that shit up. Yeah, they went on ahead and locked him in. And uh, Kawhi, I believe this is his last, under his old contract, his last season. So I'm pretty sure they'll be looking to get him locked in. I guess it's going to depend on how the season goes with them together hmm. if Kawhi was stay. But uh, they did lock up Paul George. Okay, okay. Uh, but other than that, Let's go on to the NFL. Uh, we had a Monday night game last night. It was uh, Baltimore against Cleveland. Uh, we said that this was would, have been, would be a statement game for Cleveland, which they did drop the ball. They did lose. But it was a highly competitive game. I was about to say, Cal, they only uh, lost by, what, three points. Right, yeah, it was a very competitive game. Um, they, they came close to winning. But it did show a lot of positives for that Cleveland football team that uh, Baker is coming along and that the team is a force to be reckoned with within AFC. Uh, So what are you guys' thoughts on that game last night? Yeah, that was a hell of a game, an instantaneous, instant classic, Um, you know, for that game to go back and forth like that, you know, be 47 to 42, you know. Um, that was a hell of a ball game. Uh, it really, yeah, I picked, we picked Baltimore to win this game. Had a feeling Baltimore would win, but it really didn't tell me nothing. I mean, yeah, Baltimore won, Cleveland lost, played a competitive game, but 
it's kind of the same. It didn't it didn't give me a measuring stick on neither one Baltimore nor the Browns. It let me know that the Browns really do have a solid, I mean solid run game with Chubb and, and Hunt. You know, um that 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 is a big time run game that Cleveland possesses. Um Baker Mayfield, you know, I expected him to do this, but he cut up. He cut up the uh, Ravens secondary as well. <laughs> he was picking on you know, Peters again. Um, you know, uh, yeah, Marcus Peters uh, were a lot of times had a very bad game. Jarvis Landry really took advantage of him in one-on-one situations. Um, but, yeah, uh, Cleveland lost. Baltimore um, had to win that game um, because if they lose that game, their, their playoffs hold their playoff hopes is hanging on by life support. So it was important for, you know, Baltimore to win. You know, Cleveland is still in their same spot that they was in. They didn't drop or, you know, or nothing like that. So Cleveland, you know, if you said have to say between the two, Baltimore had to win that game. But it's just like everybody keep, you know, Lamar Jackson made big time plays and stuff like that. They ran the ball real good. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like a lot of throws Lamar was making was very, you know, mediocre. You know, the one to Marquise Brown, that was all right, but it wasn't no pure accuracy pinpoint passes that you had to see. Guys was wide open. So, for me, it was a hell of a game. Instant classic, but I really didn't learn nothing that I already knew after this ball game about the two teams. Yeah, I'm going to switch gears here, fellas. This is for the stupid bitch of the week, Lamar Jackson. I left the game to take the shit. And they called on camera where he pushed the security person or the equipment manager out of the way so he can get to the back. They said he was holding his butt tight while he had to take a shit. I was just asking, do you want to confirm or not confirm that Lamar Jackson had the looter game to take a shit I don't think, um, I don't think he did. Well, I mean So if you have cramps, you can't take care of that no, on the let, side. No, no, let, you gotta go all the way to the other let him go. Let him go. Only let him go. Say this. Only reason why I say this is that he was in there for almost twenty five minutes. If he had to take a shit, he would have been in and out. It's not gonna take no twenty to almost twenty five minutes to take a shit. It's just, it's just not. I don't know, well, I don't I know what type of shit you be so taking. Shit. It'll take me a good 25, 30. Man, <laughs> in the middle of a football game, dude, you really think he's sitting there scrolling on his phone, taking a load off, scrolling on Instagram on his phone, just letting the game pass? Nah, man. I know I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't dig Lamar like that, but on this one, I think he was cramping up. I, I can see. Yeah, if he come right back out in about eight minutes or something like that, six to seven minutes, but to be back there almost 20 minutes, I think he was really cramping up. And you can't take care of that on the sideline? That's what I'm saying. That, that's what throws me off now. If you cramping, and they, I, didn't they say it was a leg cramp? Yeah. Okay, so if you got a leg cramp, they massaging your leg on the sideline, trying to work the cramp out. I honestly believe he had to take a shit too. I think that 
he had to do some paperwork in the middle of the game from the way that he walked in there or ran in there, you could tell that was paperwork time. So me personally, yeah, I think he took a shit, dog. He probably ate something that didn't agree with his stomach. And, yeah, it probably was 20-minute worth shit, like, you know, trying to get all that up out of here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he was hurting. Now, if his leg cramped, they're going to rub that out on the sideline, put him in a little tent on the sideline, work it out. Now, I think he had to go to the bathroom. Right. You got to you gotta know that it does take a little – you know, they wear all that padding and stuff, and he be cold and shit, and you got to – you gotta help. You gotta you gotta get some help taking that shit off a little bit so you can get relaxed and drop your load there, buddy. And then put it all back together before you come back out, buddy. Yeah, he took a shit, buddy. Yeah, I think he took a shit, dog. But that's all right. I mean, shit happens. Right. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it just seems a little odd. You know what I'm saying? That for a leg cramp, you know. I just think that he had to do some paperwork. He was a little bit embarrassed about it, but it's all it happens to the happens to us all, buddy. Sometimes you gotta have a, a break to take care of some paperwork. But one thing I did notice, I like that uh the little uh hand warmers that they implemented into his jersey. Did y'all notice that? Uh-uh. Like it's like his his jersey was like a it had like them hoodie pockets yeah, bro, in it. That's 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 been around the NFL, bro. Like, I I ain't never, and that's crazy, bro. I have never noticed that. It's like, well, I noticed the hand warmers, but I have never noticed it built inside of the jersey before. Uh, I mean, I have never noticed yeah, that until last yeah. night. I ain't never no shit like that. Yeah, it's it, it's been some players. It's been some players, uh, particularly some wide receivers that has had that. Where the hand warmers are not just like like the pouch, like we're like we're usually typically used to seeing, like Rich Gannon used to wear all the time with the Chiefs. He used to always wear the hand warmer pouch right there. But nah, that's not the first time. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say that ain't the first time that that's the NFL has had that done. There's some other guys that had that instilled in the jersey as well, big dog. Uh, yeah, that was just my first first time ever noticing it. But I like that little uh, addition to the jersey. They need to sell, sell some of them like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, very competitive game uh, for those two particular teams. Uh, any other talk, talk within the NFL before we go through our Chiefs recap? Nope. Okay. Let me go ahead and just go to a little bit of stats on this game because it was a very uh, more competitive game than we all would have liked. But Miami stayed with us. Uh, the Chiefs were uh, able to overcome the uh, Miami Dolphins 33-27. to Pat Mahomes went for 24-34, of 34, 393 yards, two TDs, and he did have three INTs, and we'll get into that. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire rushed for 16 carries, 32 yards. Tariq Hill rushed for one carry, 31, 32 yards, one TD. The best tight end, T. Kelsey, showed up again this week. Eight receptions, 136 yards, one TD. Tariq Hill has three receptions, 79 yards, one TD. And we also have four sacks as a whole. 
uh, Clark had one, uh, Orton, uh, Jones, and uh, Dana all had sacks, and uh, Matthew had an INT at one point in the game. But like I said, this game was more contested than what we thought it would be. Uh, Miami showed uh, – well, we walked into Miami and they was ready to play. So, uh, guys, well, how do you, what are your thoughts on this Chiefs' very slim but narrow victory? But we're still able to grind oh, it out. Yeah. Against a against a well-coached team, you know, uh, Brian Flores really does has this organization going in the right direction. Um, you know, I give them all the credit in the world. I giving up when this ball game was thirty to ten. Tua and this team and this coaching staff they kept at it and they made it interesting. You know, for in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, kudos to, you know, what they're doing um, in Miami. That That's a hell of a team, you know. They were, they were fighting for something as well. But uh, I'm going to start off uh, – I'm going to give a kudos to the special teams for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to start out there. Um, I do like the uh, real critical punt return from McCall Hart and really break that game open and make it an 18-point lead. I give a credit to uh, Harrison Buckner for getting things right. He had to make some big kicks in that game to actually ice it, to make it out, please. That was not a chip shot field goal. That was like a 47-yard field goal. That was big by him, just putting through all his extra points and things of that nature. So, shout out to Dave Pogue and the special teams unit with our Kansas City Chiefs. Defensively, hats off, man. I, I, I tip my hat off two times to you for getting pressure. You guys thought that the Chiefs would get no sacks in this game, and I said that we'd get about two. Um, I just had a feeling that this was one of them games where, you know, these guys are, you know, Chris Jones and <laughs> Frank Clark and, you know, all these guys, they're tired of hearing the chatter, you know, of, of not getting home. And I just felt that, you know, Sunday was a very spirited performance by the, three, by the defense. You talk about Patrick Mahomes throwing three picks, <laughs> you know, um, two of those in my eyes that were, you know, focused, but he threw three picks. And for your defense to basically go through that whole first quarter and where your offense is shooting themselves in the foot and you're only down 10 nothing after his three picks or after his first two picks, that's a, that's a, that's a testament to uh, Steve Spagnuolo and this defensive unit, they got pressure like they, like I said, they should and would get. They got pressure on tour, and it was sometimes to where they they threw the kitchen sink at him, where he didn't know what was coming, and forced him into some early throws that ultimately ultimately led into Honey Badger's interceptions and numerous of incompletions or just missed timings, you know, whatever you want to call it. So. Shouts out to that, you know, uh, Willie Gay, um, once again, him being implemented in with Damian Wilson being out for this game. Um, this kid just always shows flashes, you know, shows where he needs to be at and things of that nature. So I like to, to see that from the defensive unit as well. So just a shout out to them. The defense really had to carry Patrick Mahomes and this offensive unit, basically, for two quarters, you might as well say. So, offensively, yeah, we shot ourselves in the foot. We really did. But um, once we got things going, we got them going. And, 
you know, I can never say it. I can never say it enough about this team. This is the unicorn of a team. We 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 show people again that we can win in all these different ways. You know, we Pat is usually the one picking picking people up and picking this team up. Pat didn't have a good first half, and this team had to pick Pat in the offense up. And you know, they just show you again that they can win in so many different ways in a league driven with so much parity. You know, um, I'm going to keep saying that, and I'm going to keep sticking on that. You know, this time of year, you know, like I said said to you guys, we're not contending to be champions. We are defending champions. You're going to get everybody's best shot. I don't care who you are. They're trying to knock you off. And so this team – 12-1, 12 and 1, AFC West champions for the fifth consecutive year in a row. Um, we're going to get everybody's best shot, and there's going to be more games played close in the future. But this team is championship caliber and knows how to win those games and is very well coached. And I'm just glad that they put the, put the W together in Miami to go to 12 and 1 over the Dolphins. Okay, sports heads, welcome to the B fourteen ninety two ring. Oh God, here we go. Uh, there's so much parody in this league. Um, uh, where the fuck do I even begin? Um, Patrick Mahomes, let's start there. Um, go back to Miami. Uh, come out uh, first quarter, throw two picks. Um, you set a record in NFL history for the longest sack. Um, for trying to run, I mean, I know he's done this before, but he could not run the uh, the, either the linebacker or the defensive end this time. Um, I've never seen him that flustered or confused in my life. Uh, as far as even though he's only been um playing three years in the league, but even going back to some of the college tape, I, I don't remember a game looking this bad. Um, so I don't know what, what was up with him. Um, another thing, um, the offensive line is boo-boo. Um, can't get any push, can't pick up a yard. You had Clyde for 16 for 32, averaging two, uh, yards a carry. Le'Veon Bell only gets two carries for 21 yards, but he had 10.5 yards averaging. I believe he was a little disgruntled after the game saying, he said something that somebody retweeted or something as to far as his usage. Um, I just want to say, to bring it back to Lee's point on um, you're going to get everybody's best shot, but I get that you're going to get every best shot, but it seems like the Chiefs are not giving their best shot. How about that? It seemed like there's a lack of focus. I feel like a fucking broken record. In the first quarter, you don't score any points, and then you go on a streak and you score 14 in the second and uh, 16 in the third, and then only score three points in the third, I mean in the fourth. So it's either you let your foot off the gas and so you're just like, oh, okay, we got our lead now, so we're just going to – let me go back to previous week. Bronco, three in the first. Seven in the second. Oh, sorry. My bad. Three in the first. 
uh, six in the second, ten in the third, and then three in the fourth. Uh, let's go back another week. The Bucks, first quarter, 17. Second quarter, three. Third quarter, seven. Fourth quarter, zero. Let's go back another week. Hmm. This is probably the most uh, since that Raiders game, the second Raiders game, that's probably the, I guess, as far as the defense go. I mean, as far as the offense go, been the most consistent because you had seven uh, in each of the first three quarters and then 14 in the in the fourth. Uh, the defense kind of let you down. They only get, I mean, but, I mean, I could I could take that. I'd rather take that than the shit I've been seeing the past three weeks and most of this damn season. Like, yeah, like, so – Pretty much to my point, um, yeah, the offensive line sucks. They need to figure that shit out fast in a hurry. Um, that's probably why Mahomes did throw those two picks because pressure was in his damn face. And then also what they were doing in the back end. But like I said, uh, just to flip Lee's uh, theory on a on a on a head, yeah, you're gonna get every best everybody's best shot. But why don't you give your own damn best shot? Because in the playoffs, you're gonna get everybody's best damn shot. You better bring yours or your ass going to be sitting at home watching with us. And that's all I got to say. Well, I'm going to say something. Uh, l- let me rebuttal. <laughs> at, this time, <laughs> at this time last year, at this time last year, your offensive line was not playing that great neither, okay? It, it was still numerous times where we were talking about short yardage situations and things of that nature. But come playoff time, they play with a certain nastiness and they were moving people off their spot and they, and they were doing things what they had to do. So let's just throw that out there. It's not that they suck. This team is more, this offensive line is built for pass blocking. This team is built to pass block. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're not a good unit as far as running the ball because we clearly showed thus far this season that we can run the ball down your throat. Everybody talk about Buffalo and stuff like that, how they got such a good run defense. To my recollection, the Chiefs on that faithful night in Buffalo ran for 200-plus yards on the ground. So this team can do it. Um, and then rebuttal back on what you said. How about we give our best shot and things kind of got vanilla. I remember specifically sending out a text while the game was going on and they're keeping their foot on the gas with the play call. We were up 30 to 10 in that ball game. And that possession to go down, when we're going to score again, Patrick Mahomes throws the third pick to Xavier Howard. That was Patrick Mahomes' mistake. That's a touchdown off the board where they were so aggressive using play action, just not caring what the score was. They didn't they didn't care that they was up 20. They were driving to put that thing in the end zone, doing it with run, passing, play action, the whole nine. They didn't let up. It was just mistakes and times where we shot ourselves in the foot. McCole Hartman's fumble when we're driving it in and going to put up seven points. So you can't say we're not giving our best shot. It's things that's going to happen within a football game. Uh, with all this competitiveness, things like that are going to happen if you just take your focus off at the task at hand for just a slight second. So 
Now, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you right there. Miami, that's a hell of a team. And we were I'm not going to say we weren't giving our best because it was just things that we did to shoot ourselves in the foot. Excuse me, Your Honor. Excuse me, excuse me, Your Honor. Let me rebuttal his rebuttal, please. Your Honor? Oh, okay. Yeah. As far as the offensive line, when you talked about last year, the the key difference in that offensive line and this year's offensive line is um, LaRon Lugarday Tardif, however you say his name. He's not here this year. And Stephen Wisniewski is not in the lineup because on Sunday I saw 77 Andrew Wiley's ass in the back in front of Pat on nearly every play that he got lined up against number 90 for the uh, Miami you're Dolphins. One and then player. to the you're, other point as you're talking about one player. You're when you say the all exactly. that's one player. Well if you got one link if you got one if you got one weak link you got one week leak, motherfucker. We go go after uh, that one. Bro, you're uh, talking uh, about one uh, player losing individual matchups. You're not talking about a collective unit. Yeah, but it's affected. But it's affecting the quarterback. They're losing KO. They're losing. They lost KO for the year. They they they're playing without Mitchell Sports, and you're talking about one player. But yet you're talking about the whole offensive line yeah. is shitty. Man, miss me with that. You just keep on talking about why number 77. You're not saying oh, Billy was getting beat all day. <laughs> yeah, well, they can't pick up a fucking yard when you man, need one. Miss me with that, man. Is it playoff time? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what it's playoff time is shit. You're gonna be playoff time. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> with us not being able to pick up a yard, is it causing us default from holding and hoisting that championship? In February, no, it is. We'll see. We'll we, we'll see. We'll see. Season, let the season fucking progress and play itself out. These dudes will get back on track. Man, you've been saying that since week five. We twelve and one. We tw- hey, aren't, aren't we twelve and one? Aren't we twelve and one? Yeah, we are. We are. We are twelve and one. But I'm just saying, shit. All it takes is. All it takes is one game in the playoff. Your ass is sitting at home. Dude, you so hindsight 2020. Dude, you just. <laughs> dude, you are crazy. I love you too, Lee. Well, I, I, will, I, I will say this, man. Because y'all, y'all, y'all too. I expected this on this particular show. But I will say this one comment, and I don't know if you guys agree with or not, but I think that this team is more battle-stricken this year than that Super Bowl-winning team last year, the way they are winning these games. Last year was more of a, a win by just blowing people, finessing, and blowing teams out. This year, we got a lot of bit more battle-tested games under our belt. So I, I think this team I is a little bit more tougher. I really, really do. Than last and year. that's the testament to what I'm trying to say. You are the champion. The, the X on your back is so red and is so red and bulging. You're the champion. People want to take people want to take you off of your platform. That's a well point you said. This team is well battle tested 
comparing this year to last year. And and I get what B saying and I get what Lee saying, man. But it, this team, I mean, at the end of the day, it is some some things that needs to be cleaned up, cleaned up. I had what I was gonna say, but y'all y'all went on y'all uh, spill, and it kind of went out of my mind. But uh, as far as executing on certain things, with those fumbles or those uh, Mika Harmon fumble or the um, ints that Pat may or may not should have had. Uh, the penalties that we were getting called. It's just execution uh, that this team mostly got to clean up on, man. I mean, and, yeah, that th- that that, that uh, long sack fumble, that uh, long sack that Pat had was definitely uh, not in his character. I understand he was probably trying to make something out of nothing, but, I mean, at that damn point, man, if you're going back that fucking mm-hmm. far, just throw the ball away. So that was a mental error, mental error by Pat. So it's just to me, it's just more of an execution and uh, dotting your T, I mean, crossing your T's and dotting your I's and going over and being more uh, 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 paying paying more attention to your execution, man. I mean, that's me. That's personally what I think, but all the little mishaps that we had in this past game. Mm-hmm. Take away those, and it's a dominant performance. But they happen. I would be but they have and they've been happy. If they didn't show me certain little things, yeah, they may not show what we want to see every game. But throughout this season, (laughs) okay, throughout this season, this team has showed that they have run the ball down your fucking throats without any hesitation, and they can do that. This team has shown that they have cut you up with hats on if that's what you want them to do. This team has showed you that they can play stifling defense and get constant pressure on a quarterback. So throw all your ingredients in the pot, stir it all up, let it cook and simmer for a little bit and see what you got. But as far as right now, the playoffs in the season is a whole different beast, man. I know what this team is capable of, man. That's all I'm trying to say. What's going on during the season? If you if this team makes it to 15 and one, all the crazy ways we had lost. Oh my God. All the crazy way, ways that we have won. Excuse me. All the crazy ways that we have won this year. Man. Oh my God. That's that that's the approach that I always take. I just sit back and I just say, hey. I'm never worried in these close ball games. There's never one bit of time where I'm saying, oh, man, this is looking like a game that we could possibly lose. To be honest with you, the only time that I kind of sweat it, kind of sweat it, is when we're playing the Carolina Panthers and that kicker trots out, trots onto the field to try a 57-yard field goal attempt. And he had a powerful leg. That was the only time I said, "Uh uh-oh, things can be – up in the air if this kicker makes the kick. Besides that, I've never worried not one time with this team. I don't give a fuck if we lose by an inch of a cat's cat's ass hair. A win is a win. And we're 12-1, and and we're AFC West champions for the fifth consecutive year. All right, all right, all right. Like I said, it was a narrow victory, but we got it done. We're finding ways to get it done. It's just more of an execution and focus and uh, doing your due diligence on certain key positions 
within this team that we need to show up, especially when it comes to playoff time, because I must see uh, like mistakes like this could cost you the game. So and it's, it's just stuff we need to clean up. I was uh, just gonna say on the last so, uh, play, at, Tyreek Hill's fourth and one pickup. You know, there's two there's two common plays that goes on throughout the NFL that the Chiefs do not even use or take take use to their advantage. They don't run any wide receiver fades, and they do not do any QB sneaks. Those are two plays that all NFL offenses takes advantage of and uses sometimes. This team is not even doing two plays that the rest of the NFL regularly does. And on fourth and one, the Dolphins, bless their heart, they stacked that box so tough, and they thought it was a run coming. Andy Reid being such a switch, this offense being such a Swiss Army knife definition, <laughs> they threw it to Tyreek Hill on a little quick out. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't call that using all your weapons and leaving the team off balance, Miami was shocked as hell that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes chose to throw it in that situation. That showed gutsiness. And that shows this team is not letting they foot up off the gas. Because if it was vanilla and we were coasting, thinking we were going to just, you know, beat somebody just by showing up and smiling in our good looks, that should show you. That call on fourth and one, it was ballsy and it was successful. That's what makes this team such a unicorn of a team in the National Football League. The Dolphins stacked that box, put nine, ten men in the box. And we go and we throw a pass on fourth and one to solidify our 12th victory. <laughs> man, this is a hell of a team, man. Good point, Lee. Good point. Uh, y'all got, y'all got one, anything else baby. On number one C. Number one C. Beats. No, nah, <laughs> I ain't got Yeah. All right, guys. All right, man. All right. So we're going to move on. Yes, sir. Time for the league segment. Go ahead and hit us with our picks, buddy. The pick segment for week 14. All right. All right. As for the week, it was a pretty good week, you know, uh, for the 16 slate of games. Me and you, Cal, we were 12 and 4. We broke even for the week. Beats was 9 and 7 on the week. So uh, things is still tight. Uh, I now p- possess a four-game lead over Beats. I'm at 141-66-1. Beats four games right behind me, 137-70-1. And Kyle picking up two games on Beats to pull within four games of him. So Kyle's now at 133-74-1. But uh, things is getting tight as we inch so closer to the end of the season. Um, just to kind of go over some picks, um, you have the Chicago Bears. Um, Cal got that off. The Chicago Bears uh, took care of their business at home and uh, beat the Houston Texans. Um, you know, did what they had to do. Me and beat went with Houston in that game. Cal was victorious and going with Chicago. Um, Dallas was able to do what they needed to do um, in Cincinnati, beating them. Uh, me and Beats felt Dallas would win that game. 
which they did, and uh, Cincinnati Cal went with them. So, um, yeah, Dallas did what they had to do. Um, Arizona and the Giants. That was that was one that was I bring that game up because that was one of the ones where we kind of all went in different directions. You guys went with the New York Giants, who were blazing hot on a four or five game winning streak. Um, I went with Arizona. I felt Arizona was you know was going to bring it and had some shortcomings, and they did that. I bring that up because I don't know if y'all seen that game. It was a dude for Arizona. I forget the linebacker's name. He had a total of five sacks in that game. One play. Yeah, they said yeah. – uh, I was just going to add that they said uh, Daniel Jones wasn't completely healthy, and he got hurt in that game too. But they kept him out there yeah. for some reason. So Yeah, it was um, – like I said, it was one player <laughs> for Arizona that single-handedly put his mark on that game having a total of five sacks in that ball game. So the Giants, you know, they moved mm-hmm. the street, came to an end, and Arizona got back to their winning ways. Um, Denver and Carolina. Denver actually, by Drew Luck, who had a pretty good game, threw for like three touchdowns and like 400-plus yards. Cal felt Denver was going to win that game, and boy, was he right. Denver pulled out the win against Carolina in Carolina. Me and B swept with Carolina. So, Cal gained a game in that one. Um, there was another shocker. Um, you had the Philadelphia you had the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly. Now, <laughs> you yeah, let's talk about Philly. that. <clears throat> Excuse me, sports heads. You had the Philadelphia Eagles. My, oh, my. Beat the New Orleans Saints, who have so much to play for. Such a better team. No parity in the league. You had the New Orleans Saints, who had no business losing. I, I, I will say this. Hurts coming in is a spark for the Eagles, and this kid showed it. He brought a different type of molding to that team. And I just think it caught the Saints off guard that what this kid Hurts could do. But as I always say, so much parity in the league. Who would have thought? We all clearly thought New Orleans was going to have a smacking, a gumbo spec. Whatever, man. You found out? Nah, the uh, screen, it went black. Oh. Uh-huh. Sports Talk KC, I mean, Anchor said, fuck you yeah. uh, Sorry for the technical difficulty, sports heads. But like I was saying, the New Orleans Saints fell to the Philadelphia Eagles. What's your guys' take on that? Like you always say, so much parody in this league, and that's parody out the ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's getting another crack this week at it, so I'm – I'm interested to see what he does this week. I hope we get that game, actually. So, I'm just yeah. – shit, I, I, I'll pose this. Um, if – let's stay fucking record. Hold on. My bad, sports heads. Oh, they are – oh, they ain't – but if they win out, we, I know it's going to be an interesting offseason in Philly. What do you guys think? I don't I see no you. way how they can – 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cal. Go ahead. I don't really see a way how they can move wins by owing that man all that money. I think I think they're going I think they're gonna move him, but that contract is so sloppy and messy. They're gonna to have to eat a lot of dead money because it's clearly some plays that Doug Peterson was calling and Hertz was just was just being successful with some same type of plays, same type of throws. Carson Wentz should be making, but for whatever we reason, he's not. And yeah, he hurts going in and beating the number one ranked defense in all of football. Man, that's that's quarterback controversy. I'm coming to take your job right in front, right up from up underneath your nose. Yeah, that, that that's quarterback controversy. Hurts is the future for that team. Yeah, I'm with Lee. Uh, yeah, if you do, if they do move Carson Wentz, a team is only going to agree if uh, if uh, Philly takes a, a little bit of that uh, salary cap hit. I don't know. Shit, you might just be a backup for a little while. Shit, I don't know. Yeah, that's what it probably is going to end up happening because, uh, like I was saying. Um, when they drafted Hertz, it was a big uh, mind blow, mind fuck, if you want to call it, to Carson Wentz's uh, uh, confidence. Confidence, yeah, it was confidence. Uh, so that'll be something to watch for. I, I just don't see how they can move him with all that back end money. He just may be a high price uh, backup for now. Yeah, mm. it could be. They could restructure that contract, and if he's going to stay the backup, restructure that contract. But at this point, that is just a cold that, – that is a shame. That is a shame. But and, one, and one more thing, it's terrible as he's playing. Who the fuck would want to pick up that contract? <laughs> like you I said, only thing I say, only thing I say is that um, Indianapolis Colts will probably move on from uh, Phillip Rivers after this year. Because they're, they're they don't have any uh, you know money guaranteed to them or you know they're not committed to them, um, and it's Frank Wright and like I said in the previous podcast, Carson Wentz's best year that year where he was on the on um, pace to win MVP before he got injured was his best year and Frank Wright was the uh, quarterbacks coach even though Doug Peterson was the uh, offensive coordinator and. Calling the plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny you bring up Philip. They was talking about it earlier with his future uh, with Indianapolis on ESPN. So they haven't really uh, decided if they're going to keep real uh, Philip or move on from Philip. But Wentz with the uh, Frank White ties and all that, I get that. But like I said, it's just, I think something's going to have to happen with this contract in order to work a way out to move him. Period. All right, and to keep it moving it on along in this uh, Sports Talk KC pick segment for week 14 across the NFL. We, uh, just to close it up with these last two games, kind of want to throw out here, um, you have the Washington football team, um, victorious as well, uh, going into San Francisco and keeping their winning ways alive and well. Um, Washington did what they had to do. Um, and I actually was seeing that, I think uh, it was a calf injury with Alex Smith 
that hobbled him and ultimately uh, made him leave the game where he did not return. So it wasn't too, too bad. I think it was just like a calf bruise or something like that. But, yeah, long story short, man, Washington and that defense, man, who I feel that defensive line is the best in the league with Chase Young. And, oh, man, you just got you just got some hitters on that defensive line. They kept to their winning ways, doing what they um doing what they do, playing very good defense. So me and Cal thought Washington would win that game, and they ultimately did. While Beach went with the San Francisco 49ers. and last but not least, the enchilada of all enchiladas that we were all waiting for in the Kansas City area, all of the Nate, all of the world was waiting for. We had the Pittsburgh Steelers go into Buffalo and Josh Allen's world. And we all said Buffalo was going to win it. And Buffalo did. That's why I shouted out earlier, number one seed, because with Pittsburgh falling to Buffalo, that puts us in the driver's seat for that number one seed. And Buffalo sure did look good, you know. I just keep saying this, that, you know, Pittsburgh, I was starting to see them week 10, you know, week nine, see their offense so ticky-tacky, you know, kind of. I knew that their days was coming. And I very well feel Pittsburgh can lose another game with Cleveland and the Colts remaining on their schedule. But shouts out to Buffalo and Josh Allen for uh, helping the Chiefs kingdom. You guys got anything on that Sunday night football game? That uh, Stephen Nelson still sucks and Stefan Diggs was cutting his ass up. Good point. Good point. Uh, now you, yeah. you remember I said going into that game, I said, be careful because uh, you guys remember I threw the kid bit out there that Joe Hayden was in the concussion protocol and he probably was not going to play this game for the Pittsburgh Steelers against Buffalo. And that's why I said it. That was big. Number one, they do not have Bud Dupree no more. And them to lose Hayden. Joe Hayton was going to be matched up with Stefan Diggs 90% of that ball game. And as you've seen, Steven Nelson had to take on that responsibility, a man amongst the boys. And that was the key in that ball game. With Joe Hayton going down in that Washington game, I just knew that that was going to be big. And it turned out to be the Buffalo Bills took advantage of that particular matchup. I'll say another thing real quick before you jump in, Cal. That offensive line of Buffalo also uh, contained uh, – uh, I was about to say J.J. Watt. It's T.J. Watt. Um, whoever that was, that right tackle was, he, he was handling him like a uh, – like he was getting pressured, but he wasn't He wasn't getting home. I'm doing a podcast. Continue. Yeah, uh, it was a uh, a good performance. <laughs> it was a good performance by Buffalo, man. They did what they had to do. And Pittsburgh is pretty much showing us who they are offensively uh, against these uh, more standout teams um, that they really aren't as good as we thought they were. Uh, so, shouts out to Buffalo, man. Ben Roethlisberger is old. He cannot push the ball down the field no more than 15 yards. If you show him, it was a point in that game where I feel Ben Roethlisberger could have scrambled and ran for a touchdown. He didn't even try. 
he just threw the ball away so helplessly. Ben Roethlisberger is old. James Conner is a very average running back. And now you 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 lose you you lost Devin Bush, your middle linebacker, and then you topple that with Bud Dupree. Pittsburgh, like I said, man, do not be surprised if Pittsburgh loses another game and ultimately go thirteen and three when everyone was saying this team could go sixteen and zero. That's just that, that just goes to show you the roller coaster type method that the NFL has and what it is week to week. Um, for as for week 14, that is us kind of kind of it for our pick segment. Everything is still tight amongst us here at Sports Talk Casey. We already dabbled into the uh, Baltimore Ravens going into Cleveland on an instant classic last night and getting that well-needed W. So uh, just to move it on along to start off week 15, Matchups. We have a Thursday night game between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday night football to kick off week 15. Who are you going with in this game, Beats? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, fucking hamburger ass uh, game. Let me get a quarter or something. All right, let me get a eraser. That's the Raiders. Blank side is Chargers. I guess I'm going with the Chargers. Cal? Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Raiders, man. I mean, the, the Raiders are kind of fell off, and the Chargers haven't been able to capitalize on leads and close out a game. So it's really a hamburger. Flip your hamburger on Thursday, but I'll take the Raiders. Yeah, I'll take the Raiders as well. Um, I just feel, I, you know, it is what it is. It's the Chargers, man. The Chargers, you know, they beat Atlanta, but you know, for some reason, that's just like, hey, they got to travel to Vegas. Yeah, I, I'll take the Raiders, even though I, I don't, you know, not for sure on that. But I go with the Raiders in that. So, for the Thursday night game, we got Beats going with the Chargers of L.A. Me and Cal sticking with the Raiders of Vegas. So, that kind of caps it off here at Sports Talk KC for the Week 14 recap and our pick to start kickoff Week 15. Kick it to you, Cal. All right, all right, all right. Uh, thanks for the pick segment. Picks are in, and uh, we'll be back uh, talking our Chiefs re uh, Chiefs preview Friday. Uh, with that being said, that does conclude another episode of Sports Talk KC. I am one of your hosts, Calvia uh, Cowboy. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Calvia Beats. They checking for you. Where can they find you? All social media platforms at D Beats. 1492. That's D-E-B-E-A-T-S-1492. And uh, just before I kick to uh, Lee, I just want to thank the sports heads for tuning in. Um, wherever you listen to us on whatever uh, streaming, podcast streaming service, uh, follow us on there. That helps us with the algorithm algorithm to get pushed out to other listen listeners. And then also just spread the word, tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh, we really appreciate uh, you guys tuning in and um, checking us out and interact with us. Uh, Lee, if they check uh, for you, where can they find you? Yeah, y'all can find me at Facebook and Instagram and also the Sports Talk KC page that Beats is talking about. Like Beats is saying, man, you know, appreciate all the support. And, you know, wherever you guys may listen to us at, you know, 
calling and checking in and, you know, just get sending messages, you know, how good we're doing and keep pushing. We all appreciate that here. Um, that's all I can say. Uh, it's a long season. It's getting down to the end. Things are getting out to the nitty gritty. And the thing I can say is let's keep it rolling, Chiefs. All right, we're about to hear. We'll be back with you Friday, sports heads. Till then. Peace. Yep, yep.